two or three times a year. Be like, you're coming. I'll be like, yes, ma'am. So she's like, check your schedule. Nope, I'm coming. You know what I mean? So that's how I roll with this church. I really appreciate you guys. And Pastor Aldo, man, we're here to celebrate you and your faithfulness. And, uh, man, God is good. Amen? Praise God. Man, that was some good worship, boy. Come on now. I was up in there, man, and, and you know, y'all got to do something, because my man on the keyboard, he's kind of like hidden, so when he came in, he was singing, you know, that voice, I was like, God, you sound good this morning, because I was looking at everybody, I was like, nobody's mouth moving, I said, oh, it's the brother behind the keyboard, that's what's up, then the computer's in the way, he's like, I had to check, like, make sure it ain't God, like, Praise God, man. <laughs> Behind the veil, amen. Stuff was ripping. I heard it rip, man. Shoot. But, um, man, so it, man, I've been on the road like crazy. And so I know my church mad at me today because I've been gone for a while. And they're like, oh, he's coming on. <laughs> you know, they was like, I see you on Sunday. We have a church picnic after this. So I've been telling everybody, yeah, I'll see you on Sunday. <laughs> They're they going to be bad. They cut a church. You better come to the picnic. Glory to God. And bring me some food, too. Shoot. They better appreciate me, man. <laughs> I've been on the road so much, I got one of these, uh, the, that sleep number bed. It's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. Sometimes I get on and I hear it be like, oh, right. Like, like. <laughs> Because it talks to you, like, you know? So sometimes it'd be like, yo, bro. <laughs> the other day it emailed me. It's like, where you at? It's like, bro, I'm sleeping on a couch. I'll be sleeping on couches, man, just to get this gospel out. That's what we do for the Lord, man. Let's pray together. Father, we love you so much, Daddy God. You're amazing. We thank you for your goodness. Goodness express that we've been able to see and behold through your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for the chief shepherd, Jesus Christ, our Lord, our deliverer, our savior, the king of kings. We thank you for this morning to open up your word, to be reminded of your truths, to celebrate those that you have anointed to serve us. I pray, Lord, that we would recognize their service, understanding that you serve them and that we are called to serve others. I pray, Lord, that we would be open to be broken this morning so that we could truly live and allow sweet aroma from the depths of who we are to arise and fill this world that has developed a stench because of darkness and they need to see the light. You've called us to be the light of the world even as your son was the light of the world. Now shine upon us, Lord God, so we might reflect you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, I remember some of you guys that know my story, um, you know, I got my GED when I was 35 years old. And the only reason I went to get it because my daughter, who was 17 at that time, was going to graduate. And she started walking around the house talking smack. 
She was like, somebody getting their high school diploma. She was getting all up in my face, too. You know who that is? She's like, not you. Not you. I was like, what? Who taught you this? She was like, you did. I said, all right, all right, cool. So I went down. They didn't even study. Got my GED. You know what GED means, right? Good enough diploma. Amen. You know, my man got one. You know what's up, baby. So it was good enough for me, right? And, uh, but I remember when I was going through the process, I remember when I was a young man before I went to the military, because I'm so old, I, was, I went to the military before you, ha- you, could, you could go without a high school diploma, but you had to pass an ASVAB test. And I remember this lady kind of breaking some things down to me. And one day, we was studying the word appreciate. And she said, that word appreciate is a monetary word. And I was like, what you mean? What's monetary mean, first of all, lady, okay? You know what I'm saying? Brother dropped out in middle school. You got to help me out. You're getting too deep already. And you need to stop smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee because your breath is wicked, right? That's why I remember, because <laughs> I was like, glory to God. She got my attention. She said that word, appreciate, is monetary. And I was like, what you mean? She said, well, things depreciate or they appreciate. So I've been telling people for years, don't say you appreciate me without giving me one of them special handshakes. Come on now. Right? <laughs> to appreciate means to add value, see value, recognize value. We need to appreciate our pastors because of the things that they do. I got a little list here of what the job that a pastor does. One, he's a motivator, a song leader. Bishop never used to sing back in the days. But when he started pastoring the church, he he knew he had to come and chip in and help lead. A motivator, a song leader, a youth guidance counselor, a foreign missions expert, a field trip organizer, a social worker, a hospital chaplain, a prison ministry representative, a marketing director, a fundraiser, a legal representative, an accountant. Something happened with the money, he going to jail. (laughs) A building repair specialist. He knows where the duct tape's at. (laughs) A diplomat, a negotiator, a purchasing agent. Didn't he do a good job with this building? Come on, family. A arbitrator. A marriage, family, and child counselor. An orator. An entertainer. A biblical scholar. Come on, give it up. Yeah. A chief operations officer. A teacher and an emergency plumber at times. These are the things that a pastor has to do, but at times when we sign up, 
we just want to preach God's word. But God, who's classic and epic in his dealings with us, always breaks the mold, Aldo, and causes you to do things that you might be uncomfortable doing because he wants to stretch you. He wants to stretch you. Muscles won't grow unless you're stretched, unless they're stretched, and our faith won't grow unless we're stretched. See, there's people that say, oh, I don't do that. I, that's, I'm not really good at that. And you don't step up. You're the one who stunt your growth when you do that. Moses was like, I can't do this. I'm slow of speech. I have an impediment. But he responded to God's call on his life. And I'm so blessed that our pastors at Core Faith and the ministers and those that serve have responded to the call in their life. And one of the things that we have to do is that we have to learn how to support that call in people's lives. I wrote down five things that will help you be a support to the church. Because what the pastor wants more than anything is to better serve the people. When it's all said and done, the ministers of this house want to make sure that everybody that walks through these doors gets loved on. Two things I heard before I walked through these doors. You look nice. I don't know who paid her to say that. <laughs> but I know some good chunk of change. Because she had a straight, I believed her. <laughs> Another brother comes and before he hugs me, he says, let me look at you. <laughs> Y'all know who that is, right? Yeah. Ah, but he says that to everybody, man. <laughs> I was just starting to feel a little special. What a greed. I'm going to steal that. Right? Let me look at you. People want to be seen. Years ago, one of the great phrases from a movie was, I see you. Because sometimes people feel invisible. And it's awesome. When I came in the room, I looked for my friend Johnny because he said the Holy Ghost woke him up. And he was coming to church. I was like, why didn't you set your alarm clock, bro? <laughs> Mad dependent on Jesus. So when I walked in, I look. I said, man, I see you. And he says, man, I'm going to come sit next to you. And Bishop comes in and sits and he says hi to me. And he says hi to him. See, everybody wants to be seen. Let me, let me look at you. Let me look at you. Now, fellas, be careful. Don't do that to some of the ladies, okay? That might, might not be a good look, right, in Publix. Let me look at you. You might, get, you might get a can of corn upside your head. You ain't looking at nothing for three weeks. But, man, to just, to just you know, let somebody know that they're special. The ministers of this house, that's what they want. You know, there's a statistic 
but there's another statistic that say most statistics are wrong, but entertain me with this one. There's a statistic that says 80% of people have already made their decision to come back to that church before they hear the preacher preach. 80%, why? It's because somebody said, you look nice. Because somebody said, let me look at you. Because somebody said, bring your kids over here. And you take, and, and it looks like an environment that their kids are going to enjoy. Every minister wants the people to be an extension of the love that God put in his heart or her heart. The love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. Come on, you got to memorize this stuff. Romans 5, 5. The love of God has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. Why did Jesus give us the Holy Spirit? Because he wants us to be an extension of who he is. Who is Jesus? The express image of who God is. So we have to be that express image. And for us to do that, God's agape got to sit in us. So five ways that you can support the church and the man of God is by this. One, you got to mature. You got to mature. Ain't nothing worse than wanting an aguacate, an avocado, and it ain't ready. Come on now. It just messed up the whole meal, right? It's like, oh, it's not ready. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm talking. I got my hand like this. I'm, I, I, used to, I was a bodeguero, you know what I'm saying? I, I was a store owner. I had a store, and then we, sold, we sold aguacates, too. That's another story. <laughs> but you get that avocado, and you touch the end to see if it's ready. Man, it's nothing that could be more alarming to see a green, hard Christian. Man, we need to mature. We need to take God's word. We need to allow God's word to mature us. We need to let the incorruptible seed begin to manifest and bring forth fruit that remains. You gotta be mature. Secondly, you must become a leader. Listen, people ask this questions, are leaders born or made? And some people be very diplomatic and say both. Listen, if a leader's born, he's the one or she's the one that's taking everything from everybody. Because naturally, we depraved. But you got to learn how to lead. And what is leadership? They asked Jesus, who's the greatest? He said, the one who serves. The one who leads. So if you want to be a blessing to the pastors of this house, become a leader. Stop being a reluctant leader. Just embrace your call. God has anointed you and appointed you and brought you to this local body so that you could serve and be an extension of not Bishop, not Pastor Aldo, not just Jesus Christ, but God the Father. 
And you can't make excuses because God lives inside of you. So you got to work out that, that, that spirit. Next thing, love. Love is the most principal thing. My acronym for love is letting others view eternity. Letting them see, man, that, yo, we're going to live forever in peace, in joy. Let people view that. Let people see that you've been set free. The next thing is hospitality. To be kind. Listen, don't own no seats in here. Don't look over at somebody because they're going to know you're thinking about them. <laughs> I never forget preaching in a church in Queens and a dude came in. He was like six foot five. He came in. He said, yo, you in my seat. And I was like, <laughs> he was like, I'm serious. I looked at the homeboys in the church and they put their head down. I was like, this, this your seat right here? He said, yeah, that's my seat, bro. I've been sitting there for years. Don't nobody sit there. That's my seat. I said, oh, my bad. I got up. Moved over. Everybody's doing their thing. Da, 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 da. The leader comes in. He's getting ready. And um, so he says, man, I want to introduce the speaker. <laughs> and he says, this is my man right here. Da, da, da. He calls me up, and I get up, and all them dudes go, oh, and I went up there, and I said, my brother, I ain't mad at you. But you need to treat everybody kind and with respect. Because if you have a seat at the table, you ain't no different than Mephibosheth. Come on now. That's legs was all crooked, bent out of shape, disabled. And the only reason you get a seat at the table is because you've been invited by God. Amen. So you got to be hospitable. You got to love on people. You got to care for folk. And lastly, if you want to be a support to this house, be an evangelist. Evangelize. Minister to people. Don't just wait to see what the church is doing. What the church is doing when? On Saturday morning? On Saturday morning, that's outreach time. Let's see if Bishop going to be there. We're going to knock on doors, get rejected, sl door slammed on us. Brothers opening the door. You talking about let me look at you. Come on, you ain't looking at nothing. You better look at that ring camera. <laughs> While I set out this safety alert, they out here, y'all. <laughs> the Jehovah Witness, that's what you look like. Listen, we going to evangelize. We need to be extension. We are the church, amen? amen? The church leaves the building. We only here for a couple of hours. We need to be the church outside. We need to minister to people and bring them back so they can get a taste of heaven up in here. And if you nasty, holding seats, looking at your watch, thinking about when you're going to get out, that ain't a taste of heaven. Amen? All right, I want you to look. I'm going to read some scripture so you don't say, man, this dude ain't even read one scripture. I got you. We're going to read two. Glory to God. 
<laughs> go, go to Matthew 18. Matthew 18. We're going to read two portions of scripture, one from Matthew and one from Luke, saying the same thing, but talking to different people. Come on, say that with me. Saying the same thing, but talking to two different people. All right, here goes the, the one in Matthew 18. If you read verse 1, it says, At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus begins to talk to him, and he starts giving them a description of what a child is. How a child is in need, how a child needs to be protected. The place of humility of a child. See, what I want to read these two instances where Jesus says the same thing to two different sets of people is Jesus referring to himself or referring to a person that serves other as a shepherd. As a shepherd. So he goes and he, they ask him this question, who's the greatest of heaven? Verse 2, he called the little child, had him stand among them. He said, I'll tell you the truth, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. First worry about getting in before you wonder who the greatest is. <laughs> Hello. Right? Remember they came back, they was like, demons are subject to us. Jesus said, man, just rejoice that your name is written in the land's book of life. Amen. Before you start thinking you're so gifted, and let me sing, and let me do this, and let me do that, you just better be happy that you're in. Therefore, verse 4, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes a little child like this is, uh, welcomes a child like this in my name welcomes me. But if anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it will be better for him to have a large millstone hung around his neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of, that, that scripture was for all y'all that have been laughing all service. Let that sink in for a little bit. I never just, I never read the Bible and be like, yo, that's so funny. I mean, it's so humbling, Amen. amen. Jesus talks live and direct. He cuts your heart. And he says, listen, I'm going to make it clear. I'm going to make it plain. Are you going to be a doer of the word or are you just going to hear it? Like my mom used to say, entrando un oído y saliendo del otro. Going in one ear and coming out the other. Now you got to do this word for it to work in your life. Verse 7, woe to the world because of the things that cause people to sin. Such things must come, but woe to the man through whom they come. If your hand or your foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life maimed or crippled than to have two hands or two feet and be thrown into eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fire of hell. See that you do not look down on 
one of these little ones, for I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my father in heaven. What do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the 99 on the hills and go to look for the one that wandered off? And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he's happier about the one sheep than about the 99 that did not wander off. In the same way, your father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should be lost. I lost a dear friend of mine to complications due to COVID-19. Military dude, veteran, New Yorker, sports enthusiast, amazing single dad who wound up marrying one of the sisters from our church, they both decided to do children's ministry at our church for over a decade, doing it well, serving from their hearts. We got COVID together. He was one of those like mad, you know, <laughs> he was one of those mad anti, you know, vaccine guys and, and you know he just he has some strong opinions on a lot of stuff that's why I loved him he, 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 he walked out his convictions well I got vaccinated just because man I, I felt that I needed to because I wasn't going to be able to do the things that God was calling me to do I'm going to tell you this it takes as much faith to get the vaccine shot as it does to not get the vaccine shot. Amen? Amen. Either way, you're going to live by faith. <laughs> Whether you get it or you don't, you better plead the blood of Jesus. Because I got it and got COVID-19. And my man was like, don't you got the vaccine shot? I was like, you, you got jokes. Well, we was on Zoom. We was talking every day. I said, listen, we're going to get on Zoom till we all beat this. We've had 90 people in our congregation get uh, COVID. And we called the COVID conquerors, right? And I've been talking from day one, never close the church. Not one Sunday we close the church. Not one. I told them, it ain't happening. Y'all stay home. Whoever needs to stay home, we're going to do this thing virtually. We're going to do outdoor services. We're going to do, but every Sunday, God showed me a vision that somebody came, one of the homeless persons came to church on Sunday, and they went to open up the door, and when they pulled it, it was locked, and it broke my heart when I got up. I said, no, no, we going. This this before, right? This when you just thought, like, you just get COVID and you just blow up. <coughs> You're dead, right? <laughs> People like, mad leery, right? And we're like, nah, we're going. We're doing this, right? If, if you're going to be a witness, if you receive power and you're a witness, that means you're ready to die. Come on, church. In really living, you risk your life to death. You want to be like Jesus, right? You see what happened to him, right? You seen what happened to all the people that served with him. 
Listen, it's, it's, <laughs> ahora la cosa se están poniendo buena. You know, things are getting good now, y'all. It's getting good. You know, some movies are real slow in starting. You know, like, you know, our life, we get saved. You hear the music in the background. Bah, bah, bah. You like in the music. You walking around. Ah, oh, yeah, you know, the sky is blue. The grass is green. You like, hey, what's up? Hey, sister, good to see you. Right? I mean, it gets good. And then you start going through a little bit of drama. That's when the movie starts getting good. When you start going through a little bit of drama, you are built for adversity. You're built to be the one who looks for the loss. Anyway, let me get back to my story. My man, Gil, we doing this together. Listen, I, I, I barely, I, I've had rougher colds. Where your nose is peeling, you coughing and your back hurts. That's how, none of this. I just, I, one day I got the chills real bad. I think that first or second night, I got the chills. I was like, glory to God. I was like, here come. Here come COVID. I heard about you. I was praying, saints. That thing, listen, it just came and went. Gil got sick. All of us got Heal. And I've been telling people since this thing started, listen, this thing is only killing like 1%. Then it was like 2% of people, right? Well, all of us get better. It wasn't all 90. Yet. Some of us got the alpha, some got the beta, some got the delta, <laughs> you know, whatever, right? And, and over this year and a half, but Gil didn't get better. They took him down to the VA. Long story short, my man passed away. And I, we were so, I mean, we spent nights praying all night. Like, yo, you got 3.30, you got 4 o'clock. We praying, calling each other up, standing there with his wife, doing the things that we've been taught to do, fasting, praying. My man transitioned, went home to be with the Lord, left us with the shell of his body. And, man, it hurt. So, listen, when 99 are healed and you lose one, see, y'all don't know who Gil is. But maybe there's somebody in your life that you miss even today because that one got away. I get to rejoice because I know Gil was born again. He was saved. He was redeemed. He was a Christian. He was a follower of Christ, whatever you want to call it. But it hurt that he passed away. And I started thinking, you know, when you start going through those, like, them little, them little guilt trips. And I was like, why was I not closer to Gil? I mean, the dude served. He gave him himself. And I heard the Spirit of God say he was one of the 99. You see, as a pastor... Sometimes you forget about the 99 because you're busy getting that one. So my message has been tweaked a little bit to encourage you on how to be part of the 99. 
See, the 99 stay with the other sheep and make sure it don't turn to 98. It's when the sheep learn how to be a leader sheep. See, that's one thing. You want to support the church, you need to be leadership. That's an original, too. I was talking to my pastor one day, and my tongue got caught. I said, leadership, and I thought I cussed for a minute. I was like, and he was like, leadership, that's good. I was like, I know, right? I'm just happy I ain't cussed. But I said, man, I want to be a leadership. The only reason the Quinones is there is because they learn how to be good followers. Better said, great followers. If you want to be a good leader, you have to be a great follower. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. So all we are as pastors, as ministers, is leadership. And we need to maintain the house. And what we've learned from the shepherd, we start to mimic. And when that one sheep that thinks they bad, you know, they, they, I'm bad, I got this, right? Bad meaning, not bad meaning bad, but bad meaning good, right? I'm bad, I got this. Come here, man. Come here. I'm about to shave you down, bro. Where you going? We got to stay here on top of the hill. Notice he said leave him on the top of the hill. But listen, what happens is we start getting critical of the one who's lost. We're always serving. If you want to know greatness, why are we celebrating Aldo? Because the brother's reflecting greatness to us. Every time I come here, I see greatness. I'm sad. My brother did a good job on the announcements. But when this guy right here does the announcements, I just want to leave my church. I'm going to stay here. You know, because if you want to be great, you got to be around greatness. See, all the people that played with Michael Jordan and Tom Brady, they became better because they hung out with the great one. Listen, if you read the Bible... This is really good. If you read the Bible in sequence, in John 10, you hear them talking about Jesus, and he says, the good shepherd, he shares a story, the good shepherd. You keep reading. You get the Hebrews, and the writer of Hebrews says, our great shepherd. You keep reading a little bit more. You get to, to Peter he says, our chief shepherd. See, you go from good to great to greatest. That's what we're supposed to be doing as leadership. We're supposed to be maturing. Everybody ain't got to come see the pastor. You see how many jobs he got? <laughs> Let him worry about the emergency plumbing. I'd rather go minister to somebody with some coffee, amen? 
un cafecito, Bishop's over there. Aldo! Aldo's like, man, I'm at work, bro. I can't do that. Alexis, where's Alexis at? She went to college. She living for free. Alexis! Alexis be like, you better call Alexa. I'm out. I got other things to do. But man, you're supposed to be developing. Because if you appreciate the Quinones, if you appreciate Aldo, then add value to what's important to them. What's important to connect to them is knowing the vision, knowing the mission, and supporting the goal. Appreciate is a monetary term. It's something that you give to because you see the value and you want to increase the value. You want the stock of Core Faith Church to go up because you're making it appreciate how your time, your talent, and guess what we didn't do yet in this service? Your treasure. Come on now. Don't be like those, those uh, you know, medieval warriors that when they baptized them in the water, they kept their swords out the water. they like, man, you could baptize me, but I'm still killing folk. <laughs> Some Christians get baptized, and they leave their wallet out the water. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> nah, put that in too. Rebaptism. <laughs> he left the part out. Come on now. Because if you appreciate, you add the value to find those that have strayed, that have fallen short, and who have sinned. All of us, like sheep, go astray. All of us fall short of the glory of God. All of us have sin. Stray, short, sin. We got to look for them and bring them back in. Y'all didn't know I could rap, right? <laughs> Find them. Find them. Be like the shepherd. See, while I was out there looking for the one, the 99 was back. I want to read, I want you read homework. Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15. Now, Jesus tells the same story, but he tells it to the Pharisees. The same story about the 99 and the one. You know, because... God's going to share it to those who want to be great. He's going to say the same thing to those that are hating. Because you know what the Pharisees was about? You can hear the story of the Good Samaritan. They were busy doing the Lord's work. It said a man left Jerusalem and went to Jericho. Where's Jerusalem? The holy city. Where's Jericho? The place of opportunity to find your dreams. 
The brother done backslid. He went, tried to take care of his family, go for his dreams, his desires. He ran into two robbers. Who's the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy? The thief found him, beat him, left him half dead. Any of you ever been half dead before? Because the Bible says if anybody's not in Christ, they have not life. See, we was alive. We was existing. We had breath, but we wasn't living the abundant life. They beat him, left him half dead. Here comes the priest, walks over him. Oh, man. Bendito. Uh-huh. Pobrecito. Mm. That's what we do, right? The Levite comes, sees him. Oh, man, I got to cross the street. I ain't, ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. And what they start saying, they should have. That's what the Levite says in their car. And you know, they should have. Here's somebody with a cardboard sign and the people in the car talking about what they did wrong. No, 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 no. Don't give him 10 cents. He's going to buy alcohol. I could say something right now, but I'm not, because y'all don't know me good enough. Now let me let me let, let me let you know me. Listen, if the guy gets drunk, what else does he have? If you can't give him the most high, which is God, they're gonna go for lower highs. Now that spirit is no substitute for God. But man, go buy them something to eat. Have a conversation. At least, at least, Papa, say, let me look at you. Let me look at you, bro. Let me look at you, girlfriend. You somebody's daughter. You somebody's son. Perhaps you somebody's mother, brother. Trust in God. You know why? Because your boy right here had to do it. Strung out on crack. Beat up. In jail. Looking at prison. And God sent somebody to say, let me look at you. You one of those lost sheep. Preach the gospel to me. What's the gospel? Good news. Follow the heart of those that we are appreciating today. Be a good shepherd that's getting great, that can do better. Good is the enemy of great. Keep striving. Be a good Samaritan. Serve the people of God. Jesus told the haters, he said, man, I'm going to find this one. You know another example of the 99 that we shouldn't be? The other son in the story of the prodigal son. He's like, whoa. You killed a fatted cat for this dude? He spent our money. He made the kingdom look bad. You put fresh Air Force Ones on him? 
They dancing in there? Doing the heaven shuttle? Shuffle? I mean, what's this? And he said, all I have is yours. You complaining because you never ran away and that which was lost has been found? Come on, saints. You know how many people are missing due to 19? We was waiting for Bishop and Aldo to call them. Check up on your brothers. Check up on your sisters. Tell them they love. Tell them they missed. Be that evangelist and love. Let's pray together. Father, I didn't even ask how long to take, and I probably took too long, but what a great reminder that you've called us to shepherd, that you have put shepherds in front of us to model what it looks like to be a child of God. You have anointed them and given them a skill set. Now we trust, Lord, that you will show everyone what their anointing, what the anointing that you've given them is for, what their skill set could be utilized so that we could go out and look for the one. That we could do the great things. That we could do the meaningful things. For when we stand before you, you're not going to look at our bank accounts. You're not going to look at the quality of our home or our degrees, our certifications. You're simply going to look at how we loved our brother, our neighbor, and even our enemy. Thank you for these men. We celebrate them today as our pastors of core faith. Thank you for using them and allowing us to increase in value because of the joy and the life that they have released. Thank you for their sacrifices. It reminds us of Jesus. It reminds us of you, Papa God. Thank you for these sons. Thank you for all the support staff, the brothers and sisters that have come alongside of them so that they could accomplish what they accomplish. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm going to be so careful now when I say, I appreciate you. <laughs> and if anyone ever says, man, I appreciate the work you do, I'm going to be like, do you? Do you really? Oh, man. Um, this is the point of our service where um, we get to partake of communion. And uh, before we do that, I just I really want to thank um, Pastor Aldo, Bishop, if there's anything that I've learned since I've been here at Core Faith is how serious the gospel is. 
communion is a time where it's for the lost, for the ones who were found, and for the not.